about to witness the strength of Flex Talk. So if you guys are tuning in right now, this is what happens when I tell Josh to be ready at 9.30 a.m. It is now 9.39 a.m. For some reason, he has to run around, get the ambiance ready. He has his guitar for some weird reason. He has to get a second cup of coffee. I'm already ready with my coffee, ready to talk about Night of the Creeps. And um, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's transferring his old batch of coffee to the new cup of coffee right, David. That's what we do here and he's talk. a maniac that's what we do here at flicks talk david we he, fucking transfer shit he's a maniac original hackers david but before we get into it we are going to be talking about the 1986 film night of the creeps cue the music now Alright guys, and we're back, and this time we're talking about Night of the Creeps. This movie came out in 1986, amongst some of the great films in 1980. I was one years old in 1986, Josh. How old were you? I two? was two, brother. Two, two years old. Alright, so we were just little wildlings walking around in this world, <laughs> crawling around in this world. And 1986 gave us such films as Platoon, Top Gun, Aliens, which is a sequel, The Fly, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Big Trouble Little China, and now we have Night of the Creeps. Are you excited? Yeah. Now I'm, is, do- I'm, I'm stoked, dude. I'm stoked. Now, is Night of the Creeps up there with these films that I just announced? Uh, no, I would not say it's not. <laughs> So, I don't know, but you know what? I, I like it because it makes fun of itself. Like, you got to give it to him for making fun of the yeah. movie, like, constantly. Yeah. Like, there's I, even one line where he's like, he's like, this is, this is, is this something, something or a B rated movie? A B, yeah, B-horror yeah. Movie. Well, no, we'll get, we'll get into all the one, the one liners that I guess is, uh, Roy Atkins, uh, all the zingers. This was like, and this guy, uh, that directed this film, he's actually the producer, writer, and director of the film. Uh, it's this guy, Fred Decker. I believe it's Decker. D-E-K-K-E-R. Decker. He also did, uh, Monster Squad, uh, Robocop 3. Uh, so he's used to like the cheesiness. And I think with this one, he even said, you know what, Night of the Creeps, I just want to throw all of the stuff that I grew up on, monster movies and just movie cliches into one film and just make it as stupid and cheesy as possible. And it's weird because you get your good amount of cheese, but you get some, like serious elements and like it seems like some of these actors were really trying to act in this film for sure. Yeah, there's there's some scenes that were just like, wow, it's actually kind of sad. Yeah. And you're like you're like, wow, he's going for an Oscar there, an Emmy or some kind of other well, award. Well you also gotta realize a lot of these um like I think the main guy that plays um Chris, one of our main main guys, Jason Lively, I think this is like one of his first roles. So I mean of course you're gonna just try to kick ass in this. Um I'm not gonna go too much into the into the a resume of these actors. Not yet. I'm going to wait till the end because these are like, this will be David's tidbits because I found a lot about these actors 
And I'm just going to say that a lot of these main actors in this film, Night of the Creeps, did not go on to do many movies. They did maybe like 15 to 20. It was like really... It's not like Samuel L. Jackson, like 180 films roster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have the... They don't have clout like that. No. No. So, uh, Night of the Creeps, how would you describe it in a nutshell? I want you to go over your synopsis and I'll tell you mine. Um, I, I would say that it, it was... It was really cheesy, like you said, and it was no, no, just. No, 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 no. Oh, well, let me synopsis, get synopsis. synopsis. What do you? What is the movie about? Uh, yeah, 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 okay, so right basically, now. so basically, this the movie starts off in the beginning with these two little aliens, which, by the way, they look like shrunken down Max. Remember the movie Mac and Me? <laughs> That's what they looked like, bro. <laughs> Dude, these were some of the worst. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck is that? Are they worms or like? It, it was weird. They're like these little. So bad. Things. It was so fucking bad, and they it were was, like butt naked <laughs> aliens. <laughs> I know like they do like a close up shot of the dude's butt, like one of the one of the. Or I don't oh know if it's a my dude, god! Probably, probably um, asexual, like Deadpool or something. I real quick pause. I did look that up, and those actors were played by little people. Okay, so they were. Right. You know, I mean, they're giving. <laughs> some work to little people but dude you didn't have to shoot it like that you could have gave it to full-grown people but i i I mean i guess they shrunk everything down to make it look but you know what now that i notice it uh, now that i know that there were little people in those suits like you could tell it by the way they were running you know how you just see like little people running they have like a little waddle kind of to them i'm not making fun of little people but you can kind of notice their mannerisms right yeah, it's like the Chucky. You could tell it's like in all the Chucky's um, child's plays. You could tell when it's when it's CGI or when it's a, a guy in a little suit when they do that. Yeah, running around when shot. they switch when they when they switch it really quick. Yeah, yeah. That so go on. That was the, those aliens. The intro uh, that threw me off so much. I was like, what the fuck am I getting myself into? Right, and then all of a sudden, so they're blasting through the ship. They're having some kind of gun battle, and the guns are like way bigger than these little people. I don't know how they're holding the guns, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so then all of a sudden, one of the aliens they they do like a a, a close up shot in his face, and then he drops this thing and he pulls this lever. And apparently, that's the experiment that's going down into Earth. It, it's full of the worms and slugs, mm-hmm. slugs, I guess you can call them. And then it crashes down. The meanwhile, in the town, they're they're at a drive-in, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and the meteor crashes, and then from there. We see the first. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of campy, but then we finally oh, see very campy. You know, this, yeah, very campy. And then the slugs start invading, like basically the whole town, and take over. It's a, basically like a parasite, and it starts this whole zombie uh, apocalypse kind of. Yeah, thing. That, that's one thing I was trying to compare. I, I, they, it, it's so funny because they even this is the first time, not the first time, but I noticed that it's very rare when you hear the word zombie in a film like this movie, and I think Return of the Life. Living, dead. Uh, they mention, oh, these are zombies. Like everyone always says, oh, what are they? I don't. They're eating people, but they never right. use the word zombies. Like even in Walking Dead, they call them walkers, right? Yeah. So it's so funny to see that they actually reference, you know, the old George Romero creation of zombies. But um, yeah, man. So like that's pretty much what it is. And and yeah, they become. I, I guess they're zombies because I guess these these uh worm leeches they like inhabit their brain and they kind of use the body to incubate right or yeah, like um as the host they use the host they to use, survive and yeah then... they use it as a host and then uh when they're done with your body they kind of just explode your face <laughs> they explode your face <laughs> or something and then they come out and um this is dude it was, it was actually really good um 
combination of of uh of practical effects and um not even combination it was it was all practical effects yeah that, i think that's I where most of the money went i don't think these these actors made a lot of money for this I, I think you know what i think also um towards the end when they showed the worms i think there was like some kind of digital effects going on there like i don't know if you remember there's i don't want to jump too far ahead but there's like a mountain of um these worms or leeches whatever and they looked the way they were wiggling like it didn't look like practical like it looked like they like were digitally altered did did you know what i'm saying or no yeah 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 and then the the, near the end it was like that too remember when they're all in the um in the tool shed in the house i mean or in the house Uh uh-huh yeah when they panned to the to all the worms it looked pretty looked pretty digital there yeah i mean it could have been um like what they do, what is that called when they did it? Not Godzilla, but it was like, um, like claymation or something, like a like a claymation type of thing. Yeah, like, like where they're like, like yeah, they're kind of like yeah, stop, like exactly stop animation where they're kind of like moving yeah. the slug around the ground or whatever, and I guess they just fast forward it and make it look real. But um, yes, yeah, so that's pretty that's pretty much what it is. Um, I I kind of went scene for scene. On, on what I was watching and just taking some notes down. But one thing that I noticed right at the beginning, the theme song for, cause you get your title credits right after, right after, um, no, no, it's right before the naked fat alien. I put opening with weird naked fat aliens. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But the night of the creeps theme where it says night of the creeps that actually show the title card. Yeah. Did that intro theme not remind you of Friday the 13th? A little bit, yeah. It, the, it was like the little, the little, the, the little piano sounds, and then it was like it even went like it made those sounds, and I was like, "Dude, this is a fucking total ripoff." Yeah. But but did when did um yeah uh when did Friday the Thirteenth come out? It was like was it seven in the late seventies, right? Yeah, seventy. Uh, like seventy nine or seventy nine. Okay, uh, okay. So knowing that, I, I think this was kind of a. A rip, but almost like a mock, because it seems like reading afterwards, this director's intentions were kind of just to mash all the monster movies and just make fun, not make fun, but I guess make it as cliche as possible. Yeah. And I think it was his first like trial run because Monster Squad was a good movie. I yeah. love Monster Squad. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to just pull up this video really quick of uh night of the creeps because i wanted to show you i want to remember that Roy Atkins gives. Oh my God. They are so fucking cheesy. They are yeah, such yeah. cheesy. So yeah, this guy Roy Atkins, dude, uh, he plays Detective Cameron. I, yeah, dude, he wasn't he wasn't he Charles Bronson? He kind of he kind of like it's like they made him kind of watch. They made l- him so l- badass. L- 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 let me show you this theme song really quick, though, dude. You hear that in the background? Yeah. Like a little piano, like ding, ding, yeah, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was like a complete kind of rip, like of um, of of, of the <laughs> Friday the 13th uh, theme song at the beginning. But yeah, yeah so anyways, like, I mean, like, bit there. Pretty- yeah, so like, like we said, I mean, uh, you have your little naked fa- fat aliens. I don't know. Do they even explain the story of the fat aliens? Like th- of of why yeah. why? Okay, so you have your fat aliens, right? And they're of the, of the same right. of the same alien race, I- except one of them is going rogue. It looks like, and he's um just he has like some kind of pod of of these leeches, and he he puts them 
in like an escape pod and he sends it towards Earth. But why does he do that? Like, did they ever explain like why he's revolting against the other aliens? No, because like if you if you read the actual synopsis on IMVD, it says it says it's a it was a um it was an alien experiment. Right. So I, I don't get why they're trying to stop him. Maybe maybe they weren't going to do that that soon. I don't I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. So this pod gets sent to to Earth, right? And then we're in nineteen. Is it like nine? Let me look at my notes. It's like nineteen fifty eight or something. In nineteen fifty nine, and it's called Sorority Row. Is that like a street yeah. or something? I don't know. And um, so then we get uh, Pam and Johnny, and they're getting frisky over here in the car. And then pretty much like, yeah, you have um, like a meteor hits. They see uh, she says something like, uh, like he goes, "Hey, baby, like we wish upon a star" or, or something like that. And then she's like, "Oh, well, how do I know which one is the brightest?" And then you just see like a meteor coming, and he's like, <laughs> uh, "I think it's that one." And who the fuck says nut, nut bar anymore? I guess they said that in the 50s, huh? Nut bar? Oh, did he say nut bar? I don't remember that. Yeah, he said something about there's a nut bar on the loose. Remember? Oh, on the radio, yeah. The, something like that. Yeah. The, so, the so yeah. So, he goes, they go after the um, meteor, and then he's like, you stay here. And, of course, he's going to leave this girl on the side of the road. And then uh, on the radio comes, like, uh, an a all, ca- all, all cast news bulletin emergency and it's like there's a nut bar on the loose from the local uh you know psych ward and he talks about how it literally gets into too much description he talks about they talk about how many people he's killed and stuff basically like scaring the shit out of people and um yeah and and then she's like oh my god like uh, and it's like he he was headed on route 66 and then (laughs) she turns on her headlights and there's a sign to the Route 66. She's on Route 66, right? And it says yeah. like he has like a large axe and he's like killing people and stuff like that. And then she's like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> here's the scene right here. She turns on the fucking lights. <laughs> like, it is so campy. Turn off your lights. Yeah, it is so campy. It's like so set up for, for Johnny. And then Johnny is, of course, an oblivious <laughs> fucking idiot. And he has, like, a weird crew cut. And he's just walking, and he's looking for this meteor. So, anyways, we get Johnny, and he and he gets it, uh, like, one of these. He finds the pod, right? So, yeah, Johnny finds, finds the pod. pod. It's 1959, like I said. It, you know what this scene reminded me of? There's, like, a lot of smoke coming out of the ground. It reminds me of Creepshow. You remember the Stephen King uh, episode yes. of Creepshow. So like yes. when that meteor crashes and then he's like, Oh gosh, what's this? And he's all like really <laughs> like, like hillbilly-ish, right? Yeah. 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 But, but it reminds me of that sketch when he, when he's like really like, uh, you know, Billy Bobbed out. So anyways, we have Johnny and he finds this pod and he's, dude, he's looking at this pod way too fucking long. Though <laughs> <it explodes>. yeah. <laughs> so the pod explodes. And, um, like one of these leeches like pops out and then goes into his, his mouth and down his throat. And, and, and then it becomes kind of like invasion of the body snatchers type thing. Yeah. And then in the background, you have, uh, dude, they show this like serial killer axe murder walking up towards Pam. And this guy does not look like a psycho. He looks like a, like one of the sorority, like one of the fraternity guys. Right. He, he looks like, and he looks like maybe 18 or something like that. So then we jump forward and it's like pledge week 1986, bro. Like, and then we, we, we get like, you know, we get an opening shot, uh, from a crane panning down to like all these kids like going wild. It's college. And there's like kids hanging from trees and like teeping the fucking, do people still teepee in college? They still 
throw toilet paper all over the fucking. I, I hope not. Like, dude, that's like such a that. high school thing. That's so weird. So now we're kind of yeah. like introduced to our our, our characters of uh, Chris and uh, JC. I believe his name is. I don't know know what that stands for. I thought it was kind of kind of a uh, different to see um like the main character's best friend uh you know walk up in crutches. That's not a paraplegic, right? Like when you don't have use of your legs. What do they call that? Um, Is that like called something? No, no, that's paraplegic because quad quadriplegic would be like in a wheelchair. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I would just I would just say he's he's uh, para. um, Yeah, he's a para paraplegic. Not paraplegic. Para handicap, I guess, or para para crippled. He's a para. He's a para something. Oh, come on, para crippled. Jesus, Josh, what the? How insensitive. Anyway. Did that not remind you of South Park though? Like that was t- that was a uh, what's his name? Is it t- not Timmy? Uh, Jimmy, hmm. Jimmy with the crutches a little bit. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Just think of J- of Jimmy, pretty much, and, Jimmy. And, and he's in the crutches. So that was a little different. And then you know, so you get our two characters who are best friends, and uh, I'm guessing that this is like their freshman or sophomore year because they look pretty yeah. young, man. And, yeah, um, look. yeah, they're just walking down, uh, the, you know, I, I don't know, sorority row, I guess. Oh, this is sorority row again. It's just like 1986. Yeah. And That's they're looking across the street and uh, dude, they, they're looking at this chick. I could not figure out, is this girl's name Cindy or Cynthia? Because they call her both names in the movie. I think it's Cindy. I think it's Cindy because. Then why do they call her Cynthia? Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> like know. Maybe it's like her. I don't know. Yeah. In four it's different good- scenes. So anyways, like JC is like. You want to talk to her? Just talk to her. And he just, no, dude, I'm scared. And, 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 and JC, <laughs> JC goes like, um, he, JC is like the one that's not scared of shit, right? Cause he's already like, yeah. fuck it. I'm in crutches. Fuck it. Whatever. And he's like, Hey, Cindy, like, or Hey, girls, ladies, the blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what he says. He's just like cat calling to them basically, right? Yeah. And then they just walk inside the fraternity and they're like, fuck these guys, you know? And, um, then we get a shot, dude. This is we get a shot inside the. Uh, I believe this is the fraternity. They get a shot inside the fraternity, and this is the most cracking party I've ever seen in my life. Like, uh, you ne- you usually see like a fraternity party, like maybe like ten or twelve. Look at this guy in the back, dude. What the fuck? This guy looks like he's like forty years old, and he's dancing like crazy. <laughs> probably is. Yeah, this guy looks like crazy. But anyway, he's he, dude, he's the original little, cast of uh, Animal House, right? Yeah, the casting <laughs> for this was huge. Just like. Hundreds of people dancing, and then we get a shot of this guy. I forgot what his name is. Was his name like, I don't know. He's like a dumb jock, and he has like a unibrow, like fucking I've never seen before. And he's a dumb jock, and he's like, whoa, whoa. He's like really playing like the eighties, like the real eighties uh, uh, mannerisms, right? Yeah. So he's talking to Cindy or Cynthia, whatever her name is, and then JC kind of comes and, and inter- inter- interferes. And it's like, hey, man, you got a phone call. And he's like, whoa, thanks, bro. <laughs> thanks, bro. <laughs> it's just like so stupid. And everybody's drinking like, uh, like I don't know. What is he Natty drink? Light. What Natty is he light drinking? Probably, yeah. No, it's like a gold It's like a gold can, dude. He's drinking some kind of gold can. He's like, thanks, dude. All right. Later, Cindy. And it, <laughs> it's so it's fucking probably, stupid. Probably, so cheesy. It's probably cool. It's probably Coors Banquet or some shit. Yeah, it's like one of these old Coors, like, really. And, dude, this girl, Cindy, she reminds me of the girl that played the main character from Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, 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 she has that same look, dude. I had to look her up, and I was like, is this the same girl? Because she really looks like her. She has a, you know, brunette. Look at at fucking Chris is such a bumbling idiot. It wasn't her, though? He's like, no, it wasn't her. He's, like, crashing into people. 
JC's like, yeah, my, my, uh, my friend Chris is really into you. And then they like both look at Chris and he's like, he has a beer in his hand. He's like, oh, and he like smashes it into some guy's chest. <laughs> it's so fucking retarded. But anyway, so like, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to, trying to hit on her. And then here comes this guy. He goes, Hey man, there was no call for me. Like, what are you doing? And he goes, Oh, how could that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, he's like, what? He's like, what's your name again? Ch- oh, I love this. He calls him Biff. And that's such a fucking callback to fucking Biff Tannen Back from to Back future. to the Future. Yes. Cause, Cause Back to the Future came out like a year before, right? Yeah. I was just watching I believe that the other 85, day, 85. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, if you guys are living under a rock and you don't know about good film, Back to the Future starred a character who was like a real stupid jock, um, bully. And his name was Biff Tannen. And that's what they call him in this, in this film. He goes, Oh, what's your name? Biff? <laughs> And he's like, Steve, or what is it? Jo- what is his name? Steve or John or something? I don't know. Something like that. It's Anyways. Steve. So Steve. they're at this party. I don't want to make it too long, but they're at this party and, uh, they figure the only way JC and Chris figure out the only way to impress Cindy or Cynthia is to join this fraternity. And then we get our series of jocks and, um, just douchebags like this guy, Brad. They call him the Bradster. Oh my God. This guy was so douchey. And uh, he's talking about pretty much how, like, <laughs> we don't have to have sex with the animal, do we? And he's like, that's not a good, that's not such a bad idea, but no. So he pretty much sends him on a wild goose chase to join the fraternity. <laughs> it, but it, it's kind of like, a, you know, talked about a little later, like a couple, min- couple minutes later, like, hey, Brad, you really going to let him into the fraternity? And he's like, no, of course not, you know. So he sends yeah. these two on a wild goose chase, right? I don't know why they think that uh that brad's gonna let him in the fraternity so anyways he tells him that he goes yeah we'll let you in the fraternity if you go get a cadaver from the science lab and throw it like on this rival um fraternities yeah no it was like a rival fraternities uh lawn right as a prank or something like that so then you remember this guy this actor right here they just call him young scientist do you recognize him or no he does look familiar, but I can't. I can't. Yeah, he's can't actually a guy, uh, David Paymer, Paymer, and he's just, he's just titled as Young Scientist, and he's been in movies like City Slickers and Get Shorty. So he had a very oh, that's right. Yeah, he had a very recognizable face. So he actually he's like on the phone and he's making a phone call. So he's out of the lab, right? And then we get Chris and JC, and they're kind of like just walking through the halls of this like science. I don't know if this is like a science lab or what. What this is? This looks like very very like undergroundish. And, yeah. um, they're looking for a cadaver and then they stumble upon this like special room, which you would think that they would need like access codes to get into. Right. And somehow right. they just open it. Somehow they just open this door. Oh yeah, that's right. They have to put the cadaver on a POG house. I guess the, I guess that it's called POG or something. Pog. I don't know. Pog house. <clears throat> so anyways, come to find out, um, there's a cadaver, but it looks like, uh, uh, Look, it's Johnny from 1958, and he's being cryogenically frozen, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's been cryogenically frozen. And um, they're kind of just like, oh, my God. (laughs) They're like, oh, my God, is that a real – that looks like too fresh of a body. Are you sure he's dead? And this is how they got the idea of of the caveman movie. Of, uh, something oh dude they, they make a call back to walt disney he's like i don't know what do you think he's walt disney <laughs> because there's that <laughs> there's that myth that i guess walt disney got cryogenically frozen right 
Yeah. Yeah. So then yeah. JC just says, oh, man, this is like a cryogenic uh, free station or whatever. And then he goes, Chris is like, no, this is some kind of experiment. We got to get out of here. And then JC, <laughs> JC is like, he is so like, he's like just adventurous and he's like total opposite of, of Chris, man. And he just starts flicking all these switches and somehow, yeah, he, yeah, somehow he finds out how to just release this guy. He's like cryogenics. He's a fucking hacker. Chris. He's the original hacker. Though. Yeah. He's like the original yeah. hacker. He's like, you heard of freeze dried coffee. Well, this is a freeze dried human, a corpsicle. <laughs> corpsicle. <laughs> Corpsicle. And he's like, what? Like suspended animation? And dude, this guy Johnny is like just standing there and he doesn't look frozen at all. He just looks like they, <laughs> they paled out his skin. And yeah, he's uh, just chilling there. <laughs> dude, and there's literally a button on the wall that says disengage and he just presses it with his crutch. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What kind of fucking science fucking lab is this? Class. This is like the quirkiest science fucking lab class. I've ever seen. So anyways, they release John. I don't want to spend too much in this scene, but they release John and he looks... Nothing like a caveman. Like he, he, he does not look like he's been frozen for 30 years, right? He falls, no. uh, they kind of pull him out and then he comes alive, right? That's what happens. Right. So then the boys get scared and they end up running out and they run past a young scientist and he's like, Hey, what are you doing in here? And he walks in and he sees Johnny laying on the floor. He sees Johnny laying on the floor and he's like, Oh my God. And then Johnny automatically like comes alive and grabs him, the young scientist. And then they, that's how they transfer the leech from Johnny's mouth, which I guess was also cryogenically frozen. And it just shoots into this yeah. young scientist's, you know, throat. And then, uh, these guys run back and they're like, oh man, great. What are we done? You know, type of shit. And then what it's just done? like, yeah, it's just like them. Oh, I love this scene by JC too. And then JC is like, Chris, Chris tells his friend JC, he's like, you know what, man, you really got me into some deep shit. And he, and then JC gives a great speech right here, by the way. I was like, kept rewinding it. And he's like, you know what? You're depressed as fuck. And all I do is try to make you happy. And if you don't want that, then fuck you. And all this other shit. And he's like, we spent too much time. Yeah. We, yeah. We spent too much time being depressed and blah, blah, blah. And it's pretty, it's pretty. Like honorable come and noble coming from someone that's in crutches. Like you would think that man, his life is shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what this kid reminded me of too? Do you remember on uh, Freddy's Dead, the fifth one, that kid that had the ear? What is it? Like he had like he couldn't hear or something. Remember? Freddy? He had the, he- he had the hearing he ca- aids or was yeah, he, he like- had the hearing. Aid. He kind of looks like that kid. Yeah. So anyways, we get our introduction to Roy Atkins who plays uh, Detective Cameron. And, um, look like, like a big old pimp. Looks like a big old pimp. Yeah, he, he's having like a dream sequence, and he looks like a pimp in the sequence. He's like in a white suit, and he's drinking from a coconut, and he he sees some girl coming out of a he sees some girl coming out of the ocean, and he's, he's like, the oh. and then all of a sudden he gets up, and they flash back to I guess come to find out that he was one of the cops on the scene of uh, is he just like holding a hand like someone's severed hand or something. I believe so, yeah. Come to find out, he's the one that found uh, Pam and Johnny uh, on the scene of the slaughter that happened in, like, 1958. And he's like, freeze! And this guy, I guess serial killer just turns into, like, a corpse, right? And that's that's some, that's some yeah. pretty good practical effects right there. Yeah, I love this I love this scene where he shoots off his head. I thought that was badass. Yeah, so anyways, I mean, um, we have our introduction to Detective Cameron. And um, he ends up becoming, like, he, he they call him into the crime scene, right? Uh, yeah. for Johnny because they, they find out that there was, um, that Johnny was, was, was let out of his cage pretty much. 
and uh, they find the body. And then he comes in and he's, I wrote this line down that, that Detective Cameron says, where is it? Oh, yeah. So Tom Atkins played, uh, plays Detective Cameron and he comes in and then, uh, I guess a, a cop goes, Detec- uh, are you Detective Cameron? And he says, no, it's Bullwinkle Moose. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? So he has like little fucking zingers like this. And literally like five seconds later, he goes, is this a crime scene or a B movie? Yeah. That was, that was my favorite line. That was my favorite line. <laughs> so throughout the whole film, this guy, uh, Detective Cameron is just throwing like cliche like zingers, right? He's pretty much he makes it apparent that he hates his job and that he's smarter than everyone else, apparently. And he's just like, dude, he is so fucking funny in this movie. He is definitely the comedic relief, like dry comedic relief in this film, like other than JC. So, anyways, um, yeah, uh, so Cindy gets dropped off by her boyfriend. And, um, and did you notice that Brad? Uh, her boyfriend, it says the Bradster on his fucking license plate. It's like, yeah, real? yeah. when he peels off, he's like, yeah, babe, all right, I got to do some, like, fraternity shit or something, and he takes off. <laughs> and she's like, okay, bye. Like, you could, <laughs> you, you, you could tell that she doesn't even want to, like, why the fuck is she with him? I guess, like, for, like, a status thing, right? It's probably status, yeah. Yeah, some status thing. And then when he takes off, and whatever he, I don't know what he's driving his fucking Coupe de Ville or something. It says Bradster on the license plate. And I'm like, what a fucking idiot. Like, I just want to punch him in his, in his blonde hair. What a douche. He's such a douche, right? And he's the king of the douches for sure. So then anyways, uh, as he leaves, we get a freeze dried, uh, Johnny. He returns to the old sorority house because I, I guess Johnny. He somehow, somehow still retains memory. He th- he knows where the sorority is still. And yeah. he's just like, uh, you know, walking like really zombie-ish. And the, it's pretty, it was a pretty cool shot how they showed Johnny because you just see his feet. They just show his feet walking the whole time, right? Yeah. And, and this is on sorority row, right? So he's walking and no one notices that a naked fucking body is walking right. around. It looks, it, it looks like a, uh, a sorority prank or something. Of course not. Of course not. But the makeup, dude, the makeup was on point. All the makeup. Yeah. Effect. Yeah. So, so Johnny, um, so I guess Cindy goes up, you know, back to her room and then, um, oh yeah. So then Johnny, um, somehow climbs up to her window or something because, uh, in the beginning I didn't mention that, you know, Johnny was like throwing pebbles up to, uh, Pam's <laughs> room or whatever. He, you know, that, that classic, like, Hey, someone's outside, you know? Type, yeah, wake up. yeah, type of thing. And then, um, so he must have been doing the same, like, he, somehow he climbed up to her second story, even though, despite rigor mortis and all this shit that sets in after 30 years in your body, oh, right? Yeah, and he has complete memory still, even though you think the slugs have eaten his memory away. Right? How does he know where the fuck she lives, and how does he know which room that she's in? Like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I guess that's the whole point, right? Yeah, that's the point, I guess. And then, uh, he kind of just like, n- like, n- like taps on her window or something and Cindy's in there and she opens the, the, you know, the, the window and then he like, he like pops out and, uh, like, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, we get some pretty cool makeup there. And then I, I think like his head opens up or something. Like there's like a, yeah, like his head opens up and then worms come out and then somehow worms fall all over the floor. Like it was rarely fucking, like they just like fell out of his body, right? Yeah. So then we jump ahead. Once again, we have our amazing Detective Cameron. He comes to the scene. And this guy always has a long-ass trench coat. You notice that? <laughs> he's like, no one he's like, no one else is wearing the shit that he's wearing except for him. 
Dude, did you think he was like the 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 Charles Bronson of the whole movie? He was I, like that. Fuck no, that's that's an insult to Charles Bronson. That is such an insult to Charles Bronson. No, but he was like he was like this badass, like corny ass cop. That was funny. I think he thought he was badass. I didn't think he was badass. I think he definitely thought he was badass. I don't know. At the end, though, he was kind of badass. I thought. Yeah. I thought he, yeah. Just the ending scene. Yeah. So. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, before that, I guess uh, one of the slugs um, attacks like a cat or something. And then we get like one of the cats goes to the window of one of the girls. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And then the, I guess she goes, oh, kitty. And then she gets the cat and he's like, and he's like a fucking like his, his face is like half decaying off. And it was so stupid. But it, it was actually a pretty cool little practical effect. Yeah. Um, Or maybe that happens after. I don't know. That happens at the sorority house, though. So then anyways, he, he comes back and then he goes, uh, I guess you see that Johnny's face split open, right? Yeah. But a- the detective doesn't know that the worms are, are, are infected these guys' body yet. Um, he, he assumes that, I guess he go, he even tells the other cop, cop, the black cop, he goes, does that look like an axe stab to you? Remember that? Yeah. Because I, I guess I could see how he would think that the serial killer is still on the loose, I guess 30 years later. He somehow he's um, managed to drive. But it doesn't make make sense because he says he killed him, right? So whatever. Yeah. But it does look like an axe wound to the face because we see Johnny's face and it looks completely gone. Like his face is just split open. It's just like you can't see shit. And um I guess these things escape and they hatch, you know, and, and you get you get these slugs that are going everywhere, every which way, right? Dude, there's so many of them. It was ridiculous. So many, dude. So then, and we, anyways, we go to the next day. It's the next day at, at their college, whatever college they're at. And, uh, and the Bradster, he confronts JC and Chris and he, and he thinks that they had something to do with putting the cadaver on the sorority lawn. And he's like, Hey, man, uh, you know, what the fuck? Like, like, uh, why'd you do that, that prank last night? And he goes, Oh, like, you know, I'm, you know, we wanted to be in, but we chickened out. And he goes, What are you talking about? Like, that was fucked up. You threw it on the wrong. You threw it in the wrong uh, sorority or whatever. You threw it in the wrong um, building. Sorry, and he's yeah. like, he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, dude, that was messed up. All those girls are all traumatized now. And he's like, we didn't have, we had nothing to do with that. Like we ran out the second that like Johnny came to life, basically, right? So everybody's like, what? And everybody's like, like what? <laughs> everybody's like, Whoa, so what's going on? Like, who do we believe, the Bradster, or do we believe these, you know, Chris and JC? And then Sydney comes, and then I guess she hears the whole story about how Brad told them to get the cadaver, right? Yeah. Of course she – and then uh that's when we get that scene that you mentioned about Brad. He trips JC on the with the crutch. Oh, my God. And that is that the so dude, up, dude. Dude, you are – that's a one-way ticket to hell. If you fucking trip somebody that's that can't walk, that is so fucked up. That's wrong. And then Sydney, I guess, butts in, and she says – um I don't know what she said, but he said something like, Hey, am I going to see you later or something? And then she like does that thing where you rotate like your middle finger. Yeah, and that was like, classic. I love that part. That might have been the first time they'd done that where like you're kind of like spinning your finger and then her middle finger went up and then all of a sudden people start clapping. Did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? All of a sudden she has an audience of people like, yeah, you go girl. The you classic know, middle finger jack in the box. Yeah. And they were like, Oh no, she didn't, you know, type of shit. I'll snap girl. Yeah. So then, um, and then I guess detective Cameron like just pops out of nowhere. And then he starts questioning these kids like, Hey, so you were the ones that, you know, let the cadaver out. And then, um, 
and he starts grilling him, right? Just about this whole, this whole thing. And he's like, no, no, no. Like we ran out, like, uh, we were too scared or whatever, but we didn't put it on the lawn. Like, we don't know how that happened, blah, blah, blah. It, dude, they introduced this Asian character. I don't know if it's racist or if he really talks like that. The janitor. Yeah, that was, I don't know about that one. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> no, I just don't know if it was, they did it on purpose or was it like, like he, maybe he really is, he talks like that? Be- because they basically, they showed a janitor who's an Asian guy and he's really, really old. He's like Mr. Miyagi status. And they, I guess he cooperates that he, I, th- that's their witness that, that he saw the boys running out of the science lab. And he's like, yeah, they were running, screaming like banshees. It, it, but it was like, <laughs> dude, it is the most Asian American accent I've ever heard in my life. But that's why I, I thought it was fake at first. He's like, oh, screaming like branches. <laughs> it was so fucking exaggerated. <laughs> and he just keeps repeating the same thing. Oh, screaming like branches. He just keep, dude, he said it like five times, right? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like that part in Lethal Weapon. I said, "Fried rice, you prick." Fried- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You remember that? Fried you rice, you prick. Scene? You remember that scene, dude? It was like a character out of Big Trouble Little China. It was so bad. Oh my god! It was yeah. so bad. And I'm not trying to sound racist. I'm just, I'm just trying to talk about like how it was, it, it, how it was exaggerated. You know what I mean? The only and- way they could have topped it is have everyone wear, have him wear the Raiden hat, right? The dude, <laughs> dude, this is this is pretty bad. So anyways, um, where the fuck are we right now? We at the... Um, okay, so Detective Cameron questions the boys about the incident. Uh, he finds out they didn't really have anything to do with it. Um, doesn't it cut like... Two, oh, like yeah, that's three? right. So then we kind of cut to um, our young scientist kind of... That's right. So they did find the young scientist. And uh, it, it's just kind of like a dead body. So they assume he's dead. They throw him in the... Um, where is it? Not, not the crematorium, but like where they die, where they like... Do the autopsies in the bodies and stuff? What is that called? The the morgue. The morgue. The morgue. Yeah. So he's in the morgue, and they show this guy, this huge obese guy, and I don't. I guess he's the the coroner or something. I don't know, but he's like eating food or some shit. <laughs> he didn't yeah. look like the coroner. <laughs> and then in the background, you see this guy, the young scientist, and he kind of like gets up off the table and just walks away. So he's brought back to life. He's reanimated from the from the slugs or whatever. And uh, this is the funniest fucking scene in the movie. I think like one of the funniest scenes he's walking down the hallway. And the, and the by the way, the, the makeup looks really, really good. He has like a, like a, like a slit throat or some kind of blood ripping down his throat. Right. And he has like a, it looks like there's still like some scissors attached to his like neck, like yeah. where they try to open him up or something. Uh. And he's walking down the hallway naked and some cop walks right past him and he goes, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> It was so fucking stupid. <laughs> no, no, dude. Yeah, but it, then it gets it, it gets even worse after that because remember, remember, fast forwarding to that scene where uh-huh. um, I think it's Brad, the Bradster. He's talking to um, Cynthia. Remember, he goes and visits her, uh-huh. and like, and like, and he's he's total zombied out by then. He's, his wait, whole wait, you're jumping like, way ahead. You're jumping way ahead. You're uh, jumping uh, way, yeah, way, yeah. way, way ahead. Yeah. So first we haven't. Yeah. So anyways, we get our our youngs. Um, we get our young uh, scientist. He's infected now with these guys, with these with these things, these leeches, whatever. Uh, Cindy uh, gets scared. Oh, that's where it happens. I guess that one of the worms goes into a cat, and I guess she, 
I don't know what happens. Somehow she finds out about the cat because it doesn't happen to her. I forgot what happens. She finds out about the cat. She gets really scared. She doesn't want to be in the house. And she goes to uh, Chris and JC's dorm, right? So she right. kind of seeks comfort in them. Starts telling about the stories and she goes, uh, oh, yeah, she wants to reca- rehash basically what happened that night about Johnny. And she goes, and this is pretty cool because this is when I – when I told you before, where they mentioned the zombie part, she goes, right. "Hey, hey, Chris, um, you know, I don't want, you, I don't want you to think I'm crazy or anything, but I think he was a zombie." <laughs> and she's like, "And then leeches fell out of his head." And then he's like, "Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, let's, right. like, let's get you home." Like, so while they're talking, <laughs> yeah, while they're talking, he's like, "Dude, you're completely batshit crazy." So while they're talking, I guess JC has to use the restroom. And then, uh, oh, before that, I'm sorry. God, I keep losing my track. So before that, the young scientist is walking the hallways. That's where we see that janitor again, the one, the screaming like branches, branches. guys. And I guess he runs into the young scientist and he's like, oh, and then, you know, the, of course, when he opens his mouth, you know, the, the other leech transfers from the young scientist into the new janitor, right? Right. So anyways, while they're walking and they're talking, uh, JC, Chris, and Cynthia, or Cindy, I still don't know her fucking name. Right, there's so many names. God. JC's like, all right, I gotta go, go take a piss. And then he goes to the restroom. This janitor follows him, I guess, to the restroom. And then he kind of, I, I guess he's taking a shit or something. And the janitor walks in. And this was a pretty tense scene because you kind of don't know, like, you just hear a bunch of, like, like jingling, you know? Like, like weird sounds, right? And then, like, you hear the little leeches, like, around, and then, you know, JC's like, what? What is that? And he kind of, like, looks underneath the, you know, the door or whatever of his stall. And then he sees the janitor's head split open. And that's when you kind of realize, okay, they're just using them as hosts or whatever. And when they when they come out, it's their time to come out, and they just split people's heads open. And they don't, they just, you know, the body dies, basically. Yeah, I think they eat their whole brain and then they fucking... Yeah, so he sees one of these worms go, like, shoot by him, which I don't get it. Why wouldn't they just shoot automatically towards Johnny, like, the first body they see? But they just, like, kind of, like, go past the stall and he sees that there's a huge leech. And he's like, oh, shit. And then he gets the bright idea, which is a great idea, but how does he fucking think of it? He must have, like, seen it from a movie or something, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But he pulls out some matches and he proceeds to like light the whole matchbook on fire and he and he waits for another leech to pass by and then he lights it on fire which kills it right but it's like how did the fuck did he know to do that like right well, away they, i don't know don't they didn't they kill leeches like that back in the day like they lit them on fire or ticks and shit i have no fucking clue i, I you're asking someone that doesn't i'm not a past master i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> i have no clue dude i mean maybe i mean actually i heard you have to do you do you burn ticks out? I don't know. Like you get bit by a tick, they burn it out. I think you're supposed to burn it, but I know they still use like leeches and shit for medical stuff. If, really? Like, you have yeah. If you have wounds or something, it helps. It helps like uh, get some of the bad blood out or stop the bleeding. Mm. Like if you if you're like internal bleeding, sometimes they still use leeches. But I don't know if they still do that out here, like third world countries. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe they probably have a better procedure now. But yeah. anyway, so um, so he burns one of the the leeches. Uh, unfortunately, another leech just like must have saw it or something, and he like shot towards JC, and he goes up his pant leg, and then JC's fucked. He like falls to the ground, and then like one like runs in his mouth or whatever. 
So we know that JC is now infected. Unfortunately, he's one, he's Chris's best friend. And you're like, Oh no, he's fucked. He's, he's done. He's done for, right? Yeah. The fo- yeah. So, um, so then what happens after that? What, what did you think about that? I think it, I think doesn't it fast forward to that scene on the phone? And that's when I thought like that was the most dramatic part of the movie. Where remember he gets that that voicemail from him? Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, he heads back to his dorm, which I don't understand why why they didn't say hey, or like where's JC or whatever. So Chris heads <laughs> back to his dorm, and JC's not there, but there's a note left like on the pillow or something, and it has a tape recorder and it says listen. That was pretty sad. Actually, that reminded me of a scene yeah. from Dawn of the Dead when uh, remember uh, the black dude had to kill his was the black dude. I think he had to kill his friend. Remember that he gets infected and he's like, man, if I turn, like, shoot me. And it's like one of those, like, scenes, yeah. like, where you're like, ah, oh, you don't want to do it, but he, you know, you can see him turning, right? Yeah, you got to have to. Yeah. yeah. So he plays the tape recorder. Chris plays the tape recorder and it's uh, JC's voice and he's saying, like, I can feel myself, like, dying or I can feel myself changing. It's in my brain. It's in my body. He's basically talking about being infected and you're like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> But I don't understand how he was able to um, record all this because you, you it makes it seem like when the leeches infect you, like you're done for right away, right? Yeah, that's that's another thing that didn't make sense because I mean they the wanted to drag don't... they wanted to drag it out because they knew you're invested in these characters, right? Because all the other ones don't they don't talk like that they don't talk period mm. they're just like walking zombies yeah yeah exactly so um, he says something about I'm gonna go in the in the basement or the, the, the crematorium or something. And, and he goes, he goes, I'm going to be down there. Like, look for me down there or something. And that's how he finds out to like, go down there. He goes down in the basement of the building. And I guess you see, that's where you see JC's body. And he's like face down on the floor. And there's a shit ton of leeches like on fire. Like they melted. Right. So I don't, so I don't know if he committed suicide or if he just, cause he didn't light himself on fire. Uh, that's what I right. thought he was going to light himself on fire right. to like burn up all leeches. But anyways, he's dead there. And then uh, Chris proceeds to go to Dr. Cameron's house, which I don't know if he knows where he lives, but he goes to his house and he says, uh, you know, uh, JC is dead. Like they, they, they took his, they, t- they killed him. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's like a weird scene where Detective Cameron, like after that, he like brings him in this place, whatever, he tells him to sit down. And Detective Cameron like confesses to Chris that he killed that, that serial killer, like back in like yeah. 1959. Yeah, and he's and he, drinking like whiskey or some shit. I don't know. But he's, he's like in a daze. Like he's like, he's like, Detective Cameron. And he's like, yeah, and I killed him. I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like such I'll an addict he's like again if i have to yeah, like i don't care you know and i buried him in the back of the sorority which is now the mother's den or whatever right is that what they call this like the mother's the sorority like i think it's called like, the, yeah yeah the mother's den or something or the de- no den mother i'm sorry the dead mother so it's basically like a woman that oversees like the whole building making sure the girl the girls don't go crazy right girls got wild yep. so so, so he confesses. He confesses to this because I guess he thinks it's all tied together, right? Right. And then uh, we get a shot of the. De- <laughs> oh yeah. So like Chris is like, okay. He goes, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna you know pretend I didn't hear you <laughs> basically confess to a murder. So anyways, he's gonna help them. They all kind of suit up and he starts you know loading his his gun or whatever. Then they show a scene of they shoot they show a scene of the den mother 
And oh my god, I have to look up this actress's name. She's not in anything. Like it, this is like her only movie ever in life. She, she's not, but doesn't she look familiar? Maybe it's no, just no, her no, face. no, 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 no. The reason why I had to look her up is because so you hear some banging, right? She's watching TV with right. her with her with her little dog, and you hear some banging, and it's like coming from underneath the floorboard. So you assume that it's a zombie that of the serial killer that Detective Cameron killed, like in 1959. And they show her face, and she's like, huh? and, and then <laughs> and then he breaks through the ground, and you just see like an axe, and then she's still like, huh? like her face does not fucking change. It's just like like that. And then even as, like, you see, like, the zombie's face, she does nothing. And, like, she literally does fucking nothing. And he comes out of the ground, right? And it's, like, walking towards her with the axe. She doesn't even move. But, like, she has the same, look, like, stupid look on her face. Like, you're going to get axed in the face right now. And then they just, and he axes her right in the face. (laughs) It's so fucking stupid. So this, wait, she's not in anything else. She has that face dude, though, dude. She looks I familiar. looked her up. I looked her up uh, through the IMDb page. That's the only movie that comes up that she's in ever. Wow. <laughs> they, they must have said, "Okay, your acting sucks. We're not yeah, putting you like, in shit." Like, <laughs> like why? Oh my it God. was so bad. It was so bad. So, anyways, um, that's when we get uh, like the scene you're talking about before. We get Brad, and I guess he goes to the sorority to go apologize to. Uh, to, to Cindy and uh, somehow he goes like, like is he like picking like a flower for her or something? He like something like that. Yeah. He's like, somehow he goes to the bushes right next to the sorority building and he kind of like, Oh yeah, that's right. So he's like squatting down or something. And then he sees like a slug run by him and he's like, Oh, what was that? And, <laughs> um, and he looks in the bush. He's like, I think he's like looking for it or something. He's like, what the fuck was that? And the dog kind of runs up and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> the dog walks up. The dog from the dead mother's house walks up. And he's like, oh, hey, doggy. And the, <laughs> the dog is now a zombie. The dog is now a zombie, right? Zombie. It's a zombie. It's a zombie. <laughs> then he's like, hey, doggy. And then, like, the leech shoots from the dog's mouth to now the Bradster. And now we have Brad zombie. And then he's so fucking stupid. Like, I, yeah, then, it then, just looks so part, like go ahead. she doesn't. She doesn't even notice. Like he's a fucking zombie. Like, yeah. So basically, I guess it's prom night or something, or, or some, one of these like dances or whatever, right? In college, do they even have dances like this in college? Like they're like dressed like really formal. Do they even have formal in college like I that? I don't. I don't think so, dude. Unless you're like in a military banquet or something. I don't know. They're all. Everybody's dressed up in a suit and tie, right? All the guys, all the sorority guys, and all the women are dressed up. Oh, I think, oh, before this scene happens, by the way, this is where we get our tits. We get our, our, our shot of all the oh, tits. Yeah, the shower scene, yeah. We yeah. get all these girls showering, and they play like some like techno music. It's like ding, 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 and, uh, you know, we get our, our, our TNA shots and then the guys, even the guys are like, all, oh, dude, that was so stupid. They show the guys like getting ready and they're like over there, like spanking each other. Like, <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> like they're just acting really fucking stupid. And it's like, it's like if they were like, you know, like in the, in the, in the locker rooms, like spanking each other and like just fucking with you. Like they're trying to shave and the guy like messing with his shaving cream. It's like so stupid, right? Is that before they go on the bus and then they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get laid, bro. Yeah, that, that's before that. Yeah. That's, that's before yeah. all the douchiness on the bus. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, 
So then cut back to, uh, um, I guess Brad is now a zombie. And for some reason, he still goes to answer, you know, knock on the door. He knocks on the door of the sorority and a, and a girl answers. And you see Brad and he looks like a fucking corpse. He looks like a corpse. And then the girl goes, Sydney, Brad's here. <laughs> and it's like, it's so stupid. come on. Are you, do you not have eyes in your head? What the fuck is happening? Yeah, he's like totally corpsed out. He has like no eyes. Weren't his eyes like white, I think? No, no, no. Like, no, in this scene, he still has eyes. It's so weird. And and then she kind of comes down and she's already dressed and she's like, okay, I guess I got to go with Brad. And um, <laughs> and then she – but she's not looking at him. She's just kind of like looking down. So she walks right past him and doesn't even know that he's a zombie now. And I guess they sit on the steps or something. She sits on the steps, right? Right. And then she starts talking like, oh, I didn't – I don't know what she's talking about, right? But – Anyways, he sits – He instead of just, like, attacking her, he just, like, sits next to her like, Ugh. and um, and then you get uh, Dr. Cameron, you know, our tag team, Dr. Cameron and Chris fucking on the loose now. And they run up and he goes, oh, yeah. So, Chris has, like, a flamethrower now. <laughs> Chris has a fucking – dude, and he has a fucking backpack, like, with gasoline. He looks like a Ghostbuster. And he yeah, has a fucking – he has a flamethrower now, right? And then I guess Detective Cameron has a oh yeah Detective Cameron has a shotgun now or it might be vice versa, and uh, and he and he runs up and he goes Sydney get away from Brad and then she's like huh and then she like looks at Brad and then Brad's like Bleh. he has like the I guess like the you know he's all like zombied out and stuff and like I think the worms coming out of his head or whatever so then Cameron like uh, Detective Cameron like fucking blows his head apart dude and like splits it open and. Now we see Brad, like, go from, like, a human form. Like, he turns into, like, a fucking mannequin. Like, he's just, like, a mannequin. Full on mannequin. That they painted white. And they just – someone moved his body and he's like, like – I was surprised they didn't do, like, a, a, a three-shot take yeah. of, his, of his head blowing up or anything like that. Like, so you know, bad. Like, so bad, right? Yeah. But, it, it, but, it, but it adds to the campiness and cheese of the whole film. And I, I really, like, liked it. That's another thing, too. Anytime you got, like, someone getting blown in the, in the face, like, it turned automatically from a human being with makeup to, like, a fucking dummy. Just, like, not even, like, a, like a mask they made. It was, like, a, it was like a mannequin they painted. <laughs> they painted, oh, yeah. like, a mannequin's head, right? So then we get our first kind of, like, torch scene. So after he blows up, you know, when he blows his head in two, basically, you see the the leeches kind of fall out, and then that's when he lights them on fire. So it's like, okay, zombie land status. That's what I wrote in my notes. That it reminded me of Zombie Land, yeah, kind of when they're going land. tag team on them, and uh, you know, all the girls run out of the sorority, and they're like, ah, like what the fuck is happening, you know? And um, <laughs> and, and yeah, and then I think, uh, and then I think like Chris, Chris somehow like goes. They, oh, Chris and Detective Cameron like proceed to just walk in the sorority for some reason. Like, why do they walk in there? I forgot what it is. They they walk inside, and he goes, "Get out! Get out!" Ah! Yeah, he just keeps yelling, "Get out of here!" or something. Chris yeah, keeps and then you see, like Chris turns into a badass. What's that? And then yeah, and you see all the chicks like coming out of the house. There's like yeah, they there's, all like, run out. Over forty chicks that come out of the house or something. Yeah, like yeah. And then we get a shot of. We get, so so by by now we've established that Chris, uh, Chris is now a badass. He goes from like a dweeb to like a fucking badass, right? Badass Chris upgraded. Yeah, and he has a flamethrower, and he's like, "Fuck yeah!" He's like, "America!" 
Fuck yeah. So that's when we get our shot. We 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 shoot we we cut to a scene where it shows all of Brad's sorority buddies, and that's where we get them on the bus. And it's like the douchiest scene next to that scene where it said Bradster on the fucking <laughs> on the license plate. So we get all of his homies like getting ready to party and they're all going like I guess it's like a party bus but <laughs> yeah <I was> like, <laughs> it looks like just a regular bus like with a bus driver <laughs> I know they're all drinking beer and they're like yeah bros you ready you ready to go get laid yeah you're like yeah dude let's go get laid and dude keep in mind like half of these guys look like they're over 30 for sure yeah. I was like oh, yeah. they got like full grown like Burt Reynolds mustaches like fucking thick mustaches right so they all these guys are drinking and partying on the bus right and then we we get we we see a shot of the driver. Oh, he says something like, "All right, guys, keep it down back there. <laughs> keep it keep down it back down. there." He he plays that role of fucking Chris Farley in uh in what is that uh what's that one where he goes back to school? Oh, um, uh, yeah, Happy Gil- Happy. I mean, um, oh my God, Happy Gilmore. Uh, fucking uh, Billy Madison. Uh, Billy, Billy, Billy Madison. Madison. Yeah, I'll turn this fucking bus around. <laughs> yeah, but remember when Chris Farley's like, "Are you?" Damn kids! <laughs> He's like holding it like his heart attack in right. So this, so this, uh, so this bus driver is like, "Hey, you kids, keep it down back there," <laughs> as if he didn't know what to expect. Like he's driving a bus full of fucking guys drinking, right? Yeah. So he looks at the road, and there's that dog, the zombie dog, and which I don't know how the zombie dog is still alive because I thought he tr- like once he shoots a slug out, I thought he dies. Anyways. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Unless I went backwards or something in these scenes. But it shows him in the middle of the road. And then the guy's like, like he just like hits the brakes, right? He hits the brakes and he kind of like like swerves the car or the big (laughs) bus. And he swerves it like into another big truck or something like that. And did you notice his eyes fucking like bugged out and they turned into like Roger Rabbit eyes? And he's like, I was like, what the fuck? It's a little cartoonish. Dude, it was like yeah. such a cartoon. And I was like, it looked like they added at the last second, like a freeze frame of like, like those fake eyeballs you buy in like a trick store, like a, like a magic shop or something. <laughs> yeah, magic shop. And it looked, it was like, boo, it like zoomed out. Like it like zoomed in, you know? And it was yeah. so terrible. And after that, you're like, okay, this is, this is a comedy movie for sure. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like- so, so he flips the bus, he crashes it. Well, we don't see it flip, but we just see like the aftermath. And the dog, I guess, runs in and uh, he runs into the bus that's flipped over and then proceeds, I guess, to infect all the guys on the bus, right? Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool because then you get like, because we already know that there's multiple leeches in these hosts, right? Right. But you have to think, it's a small little dog. How many leeches can he hold? You That's know what, what I'm saying? saying. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't the leeches have killed the dog by now? Uh-huh. It doesn't make any sense. For but. sure. For sure. But, I mean, it's not supposed to make sense by by now. I mean, if you're if you're yeah. invested an hour, we're already, we're already like an hour and like 10 minutes into this movie. <laughs> right? So, this is the third act of the movie. Flicks to this, we do play-by-play the whole movie. Uh, yeah, I think this is fun, dude. Especially for retro horror movies like this. And by the way, if you're listening, guys, this was a movie voted by you. I just put up like two movies to choose from, and everybody said Night of the Creeps, pretty much for the majority. And I had never seen it. Like I, I kind of, I kind of vaguely remember the beginning, and I think I turned it off. Like I think I, I was like, this is so stupid. But now that I like forced myself to watch all of it, I was like, okay, I can understand why this is like. It's not extreme. It's it's so it's it's very very B movie ish, but it's not like. Right. 
one of those that you it's so hard to watch it's like funny like you just want to keep watching it right yeah it's not like unbearable to watch yeah it's not too unbearable like i've seen so so much worse and i'm sure we're going to be seeing worse retro movies in the future right so anyways then we get our douche zombies walking around right douche like zombies. like literally like 10 of them walk out of this no it has to be like 20 dude they just walk out and they head they head to the sorority and uh, I thought the makeup effects were pretty cool on these zombies, right? You get some that are like just bleeding from the face, and then you got they showed one where his face was completely like fucking the skin was off, and you just see the skeleton. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So they proceed to head towards the sorority because, and this is another thing too. It goes back to the whole memory. Like, do they just keep their same memory because they must have rem- remembered that they were going to go over to pick up the girls, right? I guess I think I'm thinking the host feeds off their like um, primitive side. It starts eating away at their primitive stuff, and that's why they're not able to talk and stuff. And they just yeah. so they keep their initial like um, other memories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's how. Yeah, and I, and I and I, I I did these I I did these scenes totally wrong. I talked about them backwards. So after the bus scene flips, I guess that's when Cynthia comes out and she notices Brad the zombie. Oh shit! Uh, so I fucked up. Sorry about that, guys. Um. So, anyways, they team up. Uh, they team up and they go inside the house. And uh, oh, this is when we get all of our 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 douche zombies walking up, and then they just start like a big shootout, right? Yeah. And I guess like some of the zombies, some of the the fraternity zombies get in and they break in like through the windows and they start attacking the girls. And then that and that's why they run inside and they start like a shootout, dude. Did you notice that Detective Cameron says the weirdest fucking thing I have ever heard like while you're shooting someone which line which line he busts in and there's like three zombies and he goes it's miller time and he starts shooting them yeah i was like what the fuck is that (laughs) it's miller time like i'm drinking miller beer like was he i think he do you think he got paid by miller or something Dude, i remember i remember like that campaign it's miller time but what the fuck does that have to do with you shooting at someone i I don't know i thought i thought it was cool but then i was like why the fuck would he say that yeah dude and then they do like some weird POV shot of him like shooting in like 360 degree angle. He's like, Rawr! and he shoots. Like, <laughs> I dude, remember that it, it makes it seem like he's shooting like 50 people, but he's only shooting like three or four. And he's like, <laughs> and he spins around. It is so fucking stupid. Oh, that was like the worst camera technique ever I've ever seen. Was, but it was so was... funny. It, it, it like added to the wackiness of, of, of detective Cameron, dude. It was so fucking funny. So anyways, um, they end up outside again, Chris and, and, and Cynthia, and that's where they have to hide into a sh- – like they pick the worst spot to hide into. Like zombies are just like coming after them, right? They still got the flamethrower. Oh, by this time, for some reason, uh, Cynthia now has the flamethrower on her back. Did you notice yeah. how like it switched? Yeah, they swapped. There, there, there's another thing I'll get to later in, 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 in Josh's tidbits, but there's an yeah. interesting thing. Yeah. It, was re- it was really weird. So like they swapped – Weapons, I guess. I don't even remember which weapon he ends up picking up now. But, uh, they end up like getting cornered by zombies and they, they like hide into like in a shed. Dude, this shed was so fucking small. It was like, it was literally an outhouse. Yeah. It was like, it was like an outhouse. Like it was maybe like, like eight feet wide and like, I don't know. It was like eight by like six, like four or five feet. It was so small, right? You can only fit a couple of like, like a lawnmower or whatever. So then, and the wood looks so cheap. Like they just like bust through it like nothing. Like it's just like you could just like like tap on it and it'll break, right? So that's what they proceed to do. Like Cynthia gets you know uh, 
grabbed by one of these zombies. He breaks through the wood. And then I guess like she falls, like he pulls her through or something. And, uh, and then Chris just like finds a lawnmower inside the shed and he just turns it on and he's going to go like, um, dead alive. Remember dead alive? Yeah. He like, yeah. yeah. You're like, Oh cool. He's going to like do some dead alive shit. Right. And then he, he's like, Cynthia, move out of the way. And then like, he, he like proceeds to just try to run over this guy with the lawnmower. Dude, I cannot describe how shitty this kill was. Did you notice that they don't even show him getting ripped apart with the blades? No. They actually show like a, like a graphic of blood. It wasn't even like real blood. It was like a graphic. (laughs) Like it looked like someone painted a picture of blood and just pasted it on the screen. And it was like cut into the shot. And I was like, it looked like wacky. It was like bright red blood. And I was like, it was like a cartoon. It looked like a cartoon blood. Yeah, and I was, was like, great. "Oh no, they must have like lost their budget towards the end of the movie for blood, right?" Well, yeah, I mean they had a, they had a big budget, dude. That was, yeah, yeah. That was we'll lot. talk about the budget at the end. They had a big fucking budget too. So, anyways, oh my god, where am I at right here in my notes? We're getting long in this. Well, this is like the longest well, podcast. This, this is, is longest. The, this is the record longest podcast next to Infinity War. But I, I don't care. I don't care. This is fun. I love this. I love listening to long podcasts personally because when I work, I just like love listening to them, especially when it comes to retro movies. Like it's fun, you know. So, oh, yeah, this is when they figure out that they end up back in the front yard, right, on the lawn. They see the worms are headed towards the basement. Like, it, like, goes, like, in a basement window or something. Then they figure out, oh, what's in the basement? And then Cindy's like, (laughs) oh, my God, that's where they put the brains. Oh, yeah, I didn't didn't even tell you before. Oh, yeah, the jar of brains, the jar of brains. There's a scene where one of the fraternity girls is walking around with, with, like, all these jars of brains and it's never explained. She goes, Oh, it's for a science experiment. It's like, what? Or like some, or like some kind of dissection or something. And she's like, okay, just put it in the basement. <laughs> just yeah, put it like, in the basement. Just think, get it out of here. Like, put it in the basement. I think it was for like a final for, for like med, med yeah, class or something. And they, and they, and they allude to the fact that it's not animal brains. It's human brains. And she's like, what kind of brain? She's like, are those human brains? And she's like, yeah, or something like that. I think she says it's human <laughs> brains, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah. okay, we'll just keep them in the basement. Yeah. Right. No one, so we, no one can find them if they're in the basement. Oh God. It's so stupid how all this is like coincidental. So anyways, they find out that the worms are headed towards the brains, right? I guess to like, I don't know how they're going to build a host from the brain. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, are the brains going to now bounce around and, like, somehow eat people? It's going to be like Ninja Turtles, the the crane. It's just going to grow feet and shit. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, I guess they're still, like, I don't know if they're still shooting zombies outside, but they, like, oh, yeah, that's right. So, they see that the, they see that the, uh, Cynthia and Chris head to the basement. They find out that Cameron's already there. He's already made it down. And he has like tape over his mouth, which I thought was pretty cool. He has tape over his mouth because um, at first I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Why does he have like duct tape over his mouth? But then I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like, so the leeches don't jump in his mouth, right? Right. And it's so funny. Like when he takes, right when he takes the duct tape off to like alert the, you know, Chris and Chris and Cynthia, like not to come down here. Like a, a a worm like jumps at him and he like grabs it in midair. <laughs> he just yeah, like, he's like, he's like get today. out of here, not today. What he, say? he says like not today or some shit. I I, probably said. another fucking weird one liner. Do you see the leech though up close? Is like, <laughs> dude, it was so fucking big. It was so big, right? So he's uh, like, get, he's like, get out of here. I got this covered. So he has a he has a, a, a canteen of gasoline, right? 
And that's where we see our like weird digital effect like hill. It's like a mountain of these worms, right? Oh yeah, they're and they're there. all like feet. They're all like in the corner, like on top of these jars of brains, I guess. And they're like like slithering around, like you know. But it's so weird. Like it looks like some weird like digital effect. Like it shows them moving. That's yeah. why I thought it was like some weird claymation, something. I don't know what the fuck I thought it was. It had, it had to be claymation, like when there's they're squiggling. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. So we so they immediately run out of there. Cameron is still like dousing it right with with all this like. With all this like gasoline, and um, oh god, doesn't he? I think he says something before he lights a match. I think he, yeah, he says something lame, right? Or yeah, I, I just put ca- Cameron's dousing him with gasoline. Oh, and he's counting down. That's what he's doing. He's like ten, nine, oh, yeah. eight, seven, six, and then Chris and Cynthia run out of the house. Um, and and they're counting too. Like Chris is counting three, two. Yeah, but at first I, I was like, Chris what? <laughs> How they At first, they don't initially know that he's counting down. Remember, they're like, "What?" And then you're like, nine, eight. Yeah, yeah. Seven. So they run out, and then and then it blows, which doesn't make any sense. Like it would just <laughs> light on. It would light on fire. Wouldn't gasoline just light on fire? Yeah, like, why would it blow up the house? Like, I don't. It's just like it's just like in movies where fucking cars explode so easily. That wouldn't happen. That easily. Like they didn't show anything of him like lighting a pilot light or some kind of like the stove or something like leaving the gas on. Like not that not to my knowledge, I didn't see that. But I'm assuming because at, remember when he walks out and he's all burnt and shit, he's he he has that cigar lit. Remember he's smoking that cigar, cigarette, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, but still, if you throw that onto gasoline, it's gonna light up. It's not gonna explode unless there's like some kind of gas leak in the. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is wouldn't it, even it, actually. It wouldn't even spark. It wouldn't even. Uh, I think it would go out. It doesn't. The gasoline would uh, endows the actual cigarettes or whatever. Well, you know, in movies, it just lights up. It just yeah. light up a fire. Yeah. But they, they want happens. basically they wanted to make it extravagant. And they blew up the the fraternity or sorority, yeah. sorority. So yeah, so then Chris and Cynthia make out. Of course, it's the end of the movie, but not completely. As we no. get uh, yeah. Cameron, for some reason, he survived. <laughs> Yeah. survived <laughs> and he but wait there's more there's more and he's like burnt to a crisp and he still has a cigar <laughs> in his mouth for some fucking reason he has a cigar in his mouth and he's kind of like just hobbling along and then i don't know how he was able to walk past everybody without them noticing like a like a black charred body and he just falls and like his head opens up on the you know on the street and then of course we get more of our worms and leeches slither out of his brain and we get a shot of this local cemetery, and I guess yeah. the worms are going to go inhabit some dead bodies at the cemetery. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, that leaves it off for a second one. And then all of a sudden, you see the spaceship yes. from the beginning of the film, like, hovering over the cemetery with the spotlight, yep. looking for the worms. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool twist. <laughs> kind of, I right. guess. <laughs> You notice that, dude? Did you notice how the spotlight didn't even look like it was coming from the ship? It was like a flashlight, like someone's yeah. kind of flashlight. The yeah, but the, spa- like, but the spaceship just- looked really cool, though. The actual spaceship looked really, really. cool. Oh yeah, yeah, the spaceship looked badass. And uh, and then we get we get credits. We cut to black and get our our credit scene. So, um, what do you rate this movie? Because honestly, this is like the first time I've ever seen this movie, and it was bizarre. Yeah, same same here. And uh, I thought it was really cheesy, but dude, I really I li- I really. Uh, I really enjoyed the the detective, even though he was hella cheesy. Yeah, but um, I I'd, I'd have to give it like a six out of ten due to special effects 
and yeah. like the cheesy lines and the detective and then how Chris like changed and he became more of a badass, you know? Yeah. So I'll give it like, I'll give it a solid six. Yeah. Six. Out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think I'm going to um, go a little higher as far as like retro horror goes. I'm going to give it like maybe a seven out of 10. Like I'd probably watch it again, like in a couple years, like it, like with someone that hasn't seen it. Um, but I feel like this is like one of those movies that you have to add to like the cheesy B movie roster. Right. Uh, just because it did have a big budget. And I mean, we'll go into that next. Um, so come to find out that this had a budget of five million. Yeah, I know. And I think a lot of that did go to, to Roy Atkins because I think he was the biggest star at the time. Um, I believe Jason Lively was probably a big name too, who played Chris. And, uh, did you, did you see that he was also, uh, what I wrote down here was, um, our main guy, Chris, uh, played Rusty on National Lampoon's European Vacation. Did you know that? Oh my God. That is him, that's, huh? That's Rusty, dude. That's young Rusty. And he, grew, he grew up and he became Chris. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened? What the so, fuck happened? I think he was also like on an episode of like, um, like, uh, what is it? Like one of these, like, um, like Law and Order or something? No, no, no. Or it like, was like one of these like family shows. Hold on. Let me see. Come family ties? On. No, 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 no. Jason Lively. Oh, he looks terrible now. But he was. <laughs> he looks like. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, he was in the Dukes of Hazard. That's what he was on the Dukes of Hazard. Oh shit! And um, and he was also on one of these like after school specials on ABC. But you <laughs> know what? It was it, it was pretty funny though. Like besides National Lampoon's Family Vacation, he played in like a lot of um like sci fi like horror movies. Nice. He played in a movie in 1983 called Brainstorm. And then, um, oh, he was also in an episode of 21 Jump Street. Crazy. Brainstorm. Not to be f- confused with Brain Scan. One of Which the is best fucking ones. awesome. We got to review that one, like, soon. Brain Scan's next, dude. I don't know if it's next, but it's for sure up there. So, um. Going back to Roy Atkins, did you know he was in uh, Golden Child? He was the cop from Golden Child. Oh, really? Yeah. That, dude, that guy's a cop in every fucking movie. It's insane. That's why he looks so familiar. I was like, wait a minute. Cop I know this guy. Movie. Who the fuck is this guy? For the sure. Golden Child. Yeah, so Roy Atkins was in a lot of films. All you got to do is look up his IMDb. He's, like, so old right now. He's got to be, like, in his late 70s. Oh, yeah. Um, But also, uh, Shane Black, he plays one of the cops at the police station. He's actually the director of the new Predator movie coming up. Yes. yes and, he, and he's also the writer for Iron Man 3 and The Nice Guys. And he did it all, didn't he do, like, every lethal weapon? Uh, that, weapon? I don't know. I, I know he's, he was actually one of the actors in the original Predator with Arnold. Nice. Yeah, I, I think his name was like Watkins or uh, not Watkins. It was like, what was it? He was he was one of the guys in Predator. He was credited in that movie. Nice. But well, it's so no, we- I- it's so weird that like you're an actor and then you're you're turned into a writer director, right? Right. Well, I know that Fred Fred Decker and Shane Black. Uh, you know they co-wrote. They were roommates. They co-wrote Monster Squad. You know what? That's another one that I have yet to see. Like I downloaded it, but uh, I mean, oh, excuse me, I'm going to stream it, and uh, I want to <laughs> I want to watch that one next because I hear that like such a well made B horror movie, but it's like horror and like adventure at the same time or some shit like Goonie shit, you know? Yeah, it's really good. I haven't seen it though in like forever. I haven't seen it. We since, should watch like, that one, dude, because I've never seen it. You want to do that one next? Well, we already talked about what we were doing next, Josh. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll be doing it soon. But um, do you have any tidbits about the movie? Because I have a couple. So, Well, the ones I just said. But also um, Fred Decker also wrote RoboCop 3. Yeah. yeah look at that one. I think and I then, talked uh, about that in the beginning. And then there was a uh, – there's, there's a flamethrower. The flamethrower scene, it yeah. kept 
they messed up. There's a little goof because they um, it was unlit and then it was lit later on when uh, Chris was holding it again. Oh, really? And then, yeah, and then it was unlit again. Like it went back from lit to unlit to lit. Yeah, those torches much must go out if you don't use them after a while. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. What I have here is um. Yeah. So Jason Lively, who plays Chris, and Jill Whitlow, who played uh Cynthia. Yeah. Uh, they they would actually return a year later to do another horror film together uh, called Ghost Chase. Hmm. I, I put Goat Chase by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if they're just chasing goats. Like <laughs> Goat Chase. <laughs> yeah, Ghost Chase. But that's, that, I, I think that's pretty cool. They must they must have saw they had some pretty good chemistry. But uh, I don't know if that one did. We might have to check out Ghost Chase next. I want to I want to check out Goat Chase now. Yeah, too. I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a promising flick, right? <laughs> and then I have also uh, Jill Whitlow made her debut on the big screen as Mindy in Porky's and would stop acting in 1993 to become a mother. Oh, so she actually had a small run, man. She was only acting for like ten years, and then she kind of gave it up. But um, you know, it's funny. A lot of these actors from the eighties, a lot of them just do a few films, and they're like, you know what? It's not for me. I want to just become a, a family person, and that's what happens. Yeah, totally respectable. Like, I, I, I just hope you saved up, like, because if you don't have a roster, like, like, like Samuel L. Jackson or uh, oh, dude, what's his name? Actually, has the most movies right now. I, I gotta look it up. What's his name? Ron Howard's brother. Oh uh, my god! Really? <laughs> that ugly fucking guy. Yeah, that guy. You know what I'm talking about? What's his name, dude? Ron, Ron Howard's brother. Yeah, it's like something. I forgot what it is. <sighs> There's Ron Howard. Uh, Clint Howard, dude. Clint Howard. Clint Howard, okay, I'm so sorry if you ever hear this, or I don't know how you'd hear this, but he's the ugliest man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know how he got so many roles, and he's not even that old, dude. He's born in 1959. Wow. But, dude, he was like in Apollo 13. He was in The Waterboy. He was in Rock and Roll uh, High School. Dude, he's done 249 films, bro. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no fucking lie. Samuel Jackson, that has Samuel Jackson going, motherfucker. Right, <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson, to put that into perspective, Sam Jackson has done 180 films. It's got him beat, got him beat. Clint Howard, you're ugly, but you're on top of the world, dude. How is he doing it? You're on top. Oh. I mean, a lot of these are straight to, obviously, straight to DVD films. It's- Still money, though. Still getting out and there. And these roles are not great. Like, I saw him in a couple horror movies, and he's just like... Oh, it's so bad. It's pretty bad. It's yeah. so, so, so bad. But yeah, did we talk about the budget being $5 million? We did, right? Yeah, you said that earlier, yeah. Yeah, and so... It only, made, it only made, like, what, 569000 Did it? Something like that. Something stupid like oh that, yeah. God. It just became a cult classic, though. Like, it, I don't know. People just loved it. Interesting. I got to look that up right now. But uh, also, I forgot to mention about Fred Deckar. Uh, he was one of the directors and writers for Night of the Creeps, and he actually went on to write five episodes of Tales from the Crypt and even directed what? one of them. He even directed one of them, buddy. No, I didn't even know that. For real? Yeah. I know like, you're, I, and I know you're a huge, uh, Tales from the Crypt fan. You know what? That's right. Because I saw, I saw a post the other day on Instagram. I think he did the one with Steve Buscemi, didn't he? Didn't he do an episode with Steve Buscemi or was that someone well, else? Well, they have the names here. I don't, I'm not, a 100% like follower of Tales from the Crypt, but I can tell you which ones he did because they have the episode names here. It's the one where he gets revenge. Hold on, buddy. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so the ones that he the, – the titles that he did from Tales from the Crypt were Split Personality, 
I've seen that one. That's with Joe Pesci. And all the way through the house. I haven't seen that one. I don't think I've seen that one. Lower Birth. I've seen that one. That's that's actually oh. Origins of of Cryptkeeper. That talks about the origins of Cryptkeeper. Only Sin Deep. Seen that one. And the thing from the grave, which he also directed. Seen that one too, but yeah, it's okay. not. The, it's not the same thing. It's not Steve Buscemi one. Never mind. Okay. But yeah, dude, Lower Birth is a great one. That's that talks about how Tales from the Crypt or how the Crypt Keeper became the Crypt Keeper. Really? So basic, yeah. So basically, a mummy and a fucking uh, vampire had sex. I think, if I'm correct. That's Something fucking like disgusting. That. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> disgusting. But how does that even? Oh, that's disgusting. I think it's a mummy and vampire. Could, I could be wrong. It's it's a mummy and something. I know that. Is that why like, he's like so crusty looking? Yeah, that's why he looks so old and like. But he's really young. <laughs> he's probably that's really terrible. like. That's terrible. Like Thirty thousand years old instead of whatever. I don't know. You know, it's funny. While we're on the topic of tales from the crypt, I was thinking of calling this segment "Tales from the Flicks." That'd be dope. Do it. You like? Want it? me to do the laugh? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. There That's we go. That's too Jackie-ish. God damn it. Wait. Yeah, you got to study your Crypt Keeper laughs, man. You got to differentiate them. from the Crypt. <laughs> I can't do it right now. All right. We'll, right now. We'll, we'll get it. But I think we should call we'll this segment Tales from the Flicks in honor of yeah. Tales from the Crypt. You know what? I actually want to go back and watch that series because Dude, those were well-made Where's episodes. The Where's the reboot? What the fuck's going on? Are they still waiting on HBO or what? Wasn't it supposed to be done by M. Night Shyamalan or something? Yeah, I, but like we saw the trailer and the trailer looked dope. Remember the, the they, teaser? They did show a teaser for, yeah. But I don't know what's going on. Like he's too busy making uh, Unbreakable 2 or what? Well, it's not Unbreakable. It's uh, going to be called Glass. Glass. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happening with that. But anyways, guys, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. This is, Dude, we're going into an hour and a half of a fucking podcast. Yeah. This is like watching the movie. And I don't know if people are going to like this. I just know that I listened to another horror podcast. Shout out to The Horror Show, by the way. They're a huge influence for me even wanting to do this. And I showed Josh it. These guys have such good chemistry, man. And they're very, very um, visual, especially for the episodes that I've already seen the movies too like it's very visual and it takes me back and it just makes me want to watch these movies that i haven't heard about so i think we're going to do this a lot more often because horror there's something about 80s and 90s horror movies dude where it's like you don't take them so seriously because you know what to expect but it's like they're fun like i I feel like when i watch these movies nowadays like i really have to analyze and overanalyze some of the films and you just can't have fun with these films anymore like we did back in the 80s and 90s. You know what I mean? The, that and it's cool history to see like how far we've gone. Oh, yeah. We, for sure. We went from here to there and then we're like, wow. You're like, wow, what a shitty time we grew up in. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Especially budget-wise. budget wise. Budget, Dude, these, some of these films had micro fucking budgets. Like that night of the, uh, the creeps, $5 million budget was huge back then. Yeah. In, in 1986. Like that's the equivalent of like a fucking Fast and the Furious movie now. For sure. For sure. So I would love to do more of these films. Maybe we should like choose. Well, we already have. Okay. We're at the end. If you made it to the end of this podcast, we'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Our next film we're going to review is uh, the Toxic Avenger. Should we do like a double back to back Toxic Avenger 2 and Toxic Avenger 3? Yeah, we could could probably do that. You think so? Or is that too much? Is that too crazy? That might be too crazy. I don't know. Think so? How long? How long are they both? Are they like an hour and a half? Uh, they should be, but I fucking, oh, Toxic 2 is a, an hour and 42 minutes. Okay. I, dude, I love trauma. I absolutely love trauma films and how cheesy they are. They kind of like lay the ground 
work for um like just like filmmakers starting out like i I think they are the epitome of micro budgets like they put out so many movies a year it's insane but um no the reason why we wanted to do this is is in honor of uh john altamora i actually mentioned him i think last week he died actually may 4th so about eight or nine days ago and um yeah in honor of him he actually played uh toxie in the toxic avenger part two and the Toxic Avenger Part 3, The Last Temptation of Toxie. Now, those movies, it's like, I don't, it's like such a weird thing because he's like, kind of like a superhero, like a, like a weird creature superhero, but like an anti-hero. I think that, that was like the birth of like the anti-hero because sometimes he'll just go around like killing people. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's like Deadpool, but not as witty. I guess you could say. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, of course, he goes after the bad guys and the bad things. But it, it, these characters that he meets like along the way are so fucking weird. But it's <laughs> it's one of those movies like you, I would I would call them stoner flicks because you you have to be under some kind of substance <laughs> to like understand completely what they are. But I, I think I want to do a Toxie too. Yeah. I don't know when we're going to do it, but I want to shimmy it in there sometime and see what everybody thinks, dude. Because not only in honor of him, but just so we can kind of start the series Tales from the Flicks. And uh, I think it'll be fun, dude. It'll be awesome. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Even if it's only you and I listening. Fuck it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. So this ends... Are an hour and 33 minute episode. Record breaking. Record breaking. People are probably going to be like, it's that long. Didn't you have like a co, didn't you have a coworker that was like, oh, it's too long. I'm not going to listen. Fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, you know what? Fuck that guy. Dude, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. So anyways, guys. Yeah, he doesn't know shit. We, yeah, you know what? And you know what? We do, we don't know shit either. We're just critics. We like to watch all kinds of movies. And fuck it, who cares, man? We're having he fun with this. Guys, that goes to Redbox and he goes, "Oh, this looks good." Hey, and then he goes up to me, "Hey, do, do, have you seen these movies?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I saw them like two months ago." He's like, he's like "Have you seen Den of Thieves?" And da da da. I'm like, "Yeah, I saw it like two months ago." He's like, "Man, you were on point, man. Those movies are pretty good." I'm like, "Yeah." Anyway, I gotta go. <laughs> it's like, is that all you got? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get your bunch of people that just stick with the Hollywood flicks. But I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool to be well rounded and and just review it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like the nostalgia factor of these older films is just so cool. Plus, there's so many that I keep hearing about, like from the 70s, especially especially that whole Italian era horror. What is it like, Damien Art? Ar- Argentino or it's like Ar- Argento or something like that. There's like a whole Italian horror like sub section that we got to watch, dude. There's like so many like f- foreign films that are like really, really good. Actually. I got to talk to my buddy about that. He actually went to school at, for foreign films. He knows like every fucking foreign film. Really? And you yeah. know what? Uh, sad to say it, sad to say it. Sometimes the writing on these horror, actually a lot of the writing on the horror films are really, really well done more so than American cinema. I can see that. Yeah, and that, that. that kind of goes for a lot of genres, not just horror. But anyways, I'm not going to bash America too much. Fuck yeah. But um, yeah, if you guys like this podcast, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe, especially if you're listening on iTunes. Uh, we have our iTunes catalog building. We're on CastBox, which I use a lot. That's my go-to. CastBox. Make sure you guys search for that. It's a free app. Just download it. Come on. It's not going to cost you. It, it, dude, it takes like two minutes to install. Two minutes to install. Yeah. Whether you're on Android or iPhones, uh, check them out. Which, uh, uh, by the way, shout out to Jimmy Reviews. Uh, just wanted to pay him a little props. Uh, I really enjoyed his, uh, his, his, uh, 
he did a review on Crash. I just watched it the other day again. Oh, nice. Yeah, he had a good little review. Is, is that it. like something on Instagram or wh- what is that? Uh, yeah, I saw it on Instagram. Jimmy's okay. Movies. Does he have a, is, is it at Jimmy's Reviews or what is it? I think it's just Jimmy Reviews uh, Instagram. He, he, he posts them on Instagram like all the time. Okay. So, yeah. Shout out to Jimmy. And, uh, oh, yeah. Another thing, dude. We just literally, if you guys are listening to this today, May 12th, 2018. Actually, just, uh-huh. well, both of us. Both of us. Flicks talk, brother. Brother. We uh, we just ended a giveaway for a Black Panther steel. Oh, yeah. Who won? Yeah. Oh, they're going to find out who won. And uh, it actually drops this coming up Tuesday, which is, what? what is this coming up Tuesday? It's uh, May 15th. Uh, the Steelbook for Black Panther. It looks really, really cool. And I'm going to include a Funko Pop of the um, Eric Killmonger. So the villain in the film. You're going to win that package. And you're going to find out who did it. Who did it? Who won it? And uh, we're also going to have... $100. Yeah. We're, we're going to have uh, more giveaways too. So make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at TalkFlix. That's Talk. F-L-I-X. Shoot us a follow. And, uh, yeah, put those notifications on, by the way, too. That's another feature. Another new, another new feature these little youngin millennials are doing, yeah. uh, where once you follow an Instagram profile, you gotta put on your notifications. So it notifies you of all of our new posts, whether it's reviews, trailers, uh, cool little memes that I put up, or, uh, or giveaways. So yeah, guys, follow us. And, uh, I'm fucking brain dead tired. I need some more coffee. Coffee is good. Coffee is good, buddy. You got anything going on, or, or any any anything you also, want to talk about? Also, if you have a flip phone, get with the times. Get a smartphone. Get going with life. I think if you have a flip phone, you're probably not listening to us. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even listen to our podcast on a flip phone? I don't know. Phone? Would that work? Is it just internet? Like it would. <laughs> I don't know. I assume people that have flip phones still have dial-up modem. That's what I assume. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, this is David from Flix Talk signing out. And this is Josh from Flix Talk saying keep on listening.